0: What's going on, Swagger Nation? Welcome to Swagger the Podcast, Episode Twelve. My name is McKay and Brandon Paxton is my guest. What's going on, man? Oh, not much, man. Just having another day. So I text Brandon last week to come and see if he could do a podcast last week, and he was like, "No, I'm working in Beaver, bro. Sorry." <laughs> Dude, so talk talk to me about what you're talking about. What you're doing right now? Why why are you in Beaver? What, right. do, what do you do for work?
1: yeah yeah so um i'm working here in st george for a company called sun homes and it's just a startup um there's only well so i was the first person hired on so i saw it from pretty much the very beginning and now you were the first person yeah well i mean so the the founder yeah uh, he'd been doing it for about a year kind of on his own and then um I was, I was interning at the Innovation Plaza here in St. George, right across from the football field at Dixie State. And uh, I was working in the incubator where they just do risk analysis on startups. They come in, people that have an idea or- So I just a had s- Rhett Porter on. Yeah, 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 so I was working with him. Like okay. he, was, he was like my manager, technically, I think. He, he pretty yeah, much, yeah. I just did whatever he told me to do. So, <laughs> no, so that was pretty cool. And like, okay. that's how I got introduced to Allen, who is the founder of Sun Homes. Okay. And he was kind of just looking for uh, some guys with experience in construction, really. And that kind of, that side of things, because what we do is we're an off-grid utility company. So that means uh, we do we do solar, batteries, inverters, wells, septic, geothermal, everything you need for your house to be completely off-grid, net zero. You don't have a utility bill you can build it as as long as you find water and there's not too much shade you can have a house and live comfortably out there so um so yeah i kind of started working with him helping him out with quotes and permits and all that kind of stuff um part-time and uh after a couple months he offered me a full-time position and some equity in the company so I took that and I've been doing that for almost a full year now. Full time I've been almost a year, so it's been kind of it's been interesting. Um, startups are a different environment. It's a lot of work. Like you said, I wasn't I had to push this back a week because I've been up in Beaver last week working on a job up there and so I wanted to give you the time I thought you deserved, you know, I didn't want to rush it, so pushed I it off till today. So
0: no, no worries. So- I asked this of everyone that I bring on. Where did we meet, dude? I don't even know.
1: I'm trying to think. Was it?
0: I think the story is the same as it always is for anyone that I bring
1: on here. I don't think there was a
0: specific moment
1: that I can think of, but it was
0: just mutual friends. and. Yeah, you know, I
1: I think it would have had to have been through um, Mitch Wilkinson. I'm guessing. Because we were living next door to him and we didn't... When I moved in with That's right. my buddy Jaden and Brady, we didn't know anybody except yeah. for we got introduced to Mitch and then I right. saw you around with him. Doing dumb
0: stuff like yeah. playing spike ball, <laughs> going to Sand Hollow and stuff. Yeah, I maybe. pulled up a picture. Uh, so, quick tangent. I was flying to Cancun like a month ago at like 3.30 a.m. and I posted <laughs> on Instagram like some story about I was flying out, it was so early, and then Brandon responds to my story saying, bro, I'm at, I'm at freaking gate D12 at the same time, and so I went over and they were also flying out to Hawaii, but um, yeah, dude, I, I think it was just, so we, we showed, <laughs> I pulled up a picture of like Yumi and Jaden and Mitch yeah. at Sand Hall like four years ago, <laughs> yeah. we all look just like kids
1: oh yeah oh yeah i saw yeah i saw the same picture i remember on my like snapchat memories or something yeah. and it was like we do not look the same at all dude i it's, know dude side note you've like you got big uh, you put some weight uh, on i'm look, trying that picture no the, you, you put on like 50 pounds hey What's that meant, that one just if anybody ever sees that picture in my defense so i uh my tonsils got swollen oh, and uh right. i couldn't eat for like three weeks i was eating soup and yogurt because it was during finals week, and so I couldn't get my tonsils removed. And, uh, yeah, so I lost, like, 20 pounds. And so every time I look at pictures around that time, I'm like, man, rough times. But, like, yeah, I've been trying. I actually started 75 hard. I'm. Uh, You're one of those. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, fell, I fell into that. So. How far into it? Um, 36 days, I think. Okay. Or yesterday, I think it was 36 days. Walk me through what that entails. Again. Yeah, so it's... um every day you have two workouts at least 45 minutes long one of them has to be outside okay. um, you've got you got to take a picture a progress picture every day you read ten pages of a book can't be a podcast or ebook or anything you got to read the book um, drink a gallon of water you've got to choose a diet um, you've got to no drugs or alcohol and I say drink a gallon of water. I yeah. said that. Yeah. I think that's it. Okay. Wow. So yeah, that, every that, day how's and that if, been going. No cheat days. If if you mess up one day, then you gotta start over and there's so yeah, it's been it's been going good. Um I kinda at first, you know, everyone posts the pictures, seventy five hard on their stories and stuff. Yeah. And so one day I was at the gym, you know, got a good pump on and I like just as a joke, I put it up and I put seventy five hard. I wasn't actually doing it. And then every, when everyone's, like, messaging me, like, oh, you doing 75 hard? I was like, no. And then just, like, it dumb. And then uh, I, I think that my own self, like, my pride got to me. And you know, I was, like, felt guilty for some reason that, like, why wouldn't I be doing that? And so, yeah, just, like, two days later, I decided to start. I got some books and stuff and started doing that. And it's been good. Some days it is hard. And, like, man, I could really – it was my birthday, like – was last month, and everyone's like, like, yeah, make. Oh, you want a cake or like, let's make some brownies for your birthday. And I'm like, yeah, I can't. Seventy five yeah. hard. I'm on a diet, and it's like, yeah. Uh, so it's times like that, it's get hard, but. It's like, what does your diet consist of? that the usual. So I took, I uh, I was originally gonna go with no sugar, but um, some of my protein <sighs> bars hard. have That's like, hard, yeah. yeah, my my protein bars have like nine grams, okay. and so I was looking into. Um, like healthy diets, and what I looked into for me was 30 grams of sugar a day is what's healthy. So I keep it under. Some days I don't even get close to that. Some days, um, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure I keep it under 30 grams. So I, I get a little bit in still with um, just some of the different, like I said, the protein bars that got like 9 grams or something like that. And so yeah. I knew if I said zero sugar, I wouldn't stick to it. So I had to kind of compromise and go with, just cut it down quite a bit. And so it's been good. I think, I mean, I eat healthier. I've been trying to eat healthier as I do this too, especially with like uh, uh, doing fruit and vegetable smoothies every morning, trying to get the protein and the vitamins and everything that I need. And that alone, I, I feel a lot better by changing my diet with that. I still want to do, I need to get better at meal prepping, but I just like, I'm the worst. I never. That's tough, dude. I have a hard time wanting to cook. Yeah. And so. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. But yeah, so I mean, it's, it's been good. Seventy-five hard. It's give me a challenge, and like, I never read. I never read in school. Every time they tell me to read the textbooks, it's like <laughs> use Google summary. So I never read, and I'm already through two books. So, it's a pretty good self accomplishment right there. Yeah. That that alone, at least getting me to do something that. I know I should have been doing this whole time, but I haven't been. Is cool. Hopefully, it's building the habit, so I'll keep doing that, too, even yeah. after the 75 days. What, what have you read? Um, so, the last one, the one I'm reading right now is The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. Dude, think, yeah. So, I, I'm like... I start, dude, I, I'm kicking myself, because I started that,
0: like, years ago. I didn't finish it, yeah. but... Is, is yeah, yeah I'm like, it? I'm
1: halfway through. Yeah, okay. I recommend it. A lot of it um, is stuff that I've kind of already heard just from... Uh, yeah, it's, it it's stuff that I've heard from podcasts and different things because I've already kind of been looking into that kind. I'm I'm trying to think of how it, how I describe what it's teaching you in the book. It's like it, it's it's not like self help. It is self help, but it's not your typical self help book.
0: If I remember from what I read, it was it was just very just direct, honest answers about yeah. stop you know stop caring so much about stuff that doesn't. Yeah,
1: exactly. Back. Yeah, and so. Yeah, I'd recommend it for sure. It's really good. The last one. um, It's E-Myth Revisited was the last one. So it's about entrepreneurship. um, Kind of the mindset of what people go into when they think, oh, yeah, I'll go start a business. And you're like, okay, well, a lot more that goes. There's a lot more that goes into it than you think. You know, it's not just work as hard as you can and it will work out. But. So that one, I would recommend that one as as well if you're trying to, if you think that you want to be an entrepreneur, because it kind of, it almost tries to talk you out of it, but not at the same time. I don't know. Maybe it's trying to test you to see if you'll still hmm. be willing to do it after it tells you all the things. What's so like, it called again? E-Myth Revisited. Okay. So that one's good. Right on. I've got a bunch. I need, I want to do the Five Atomic Habits. I think right. that's what it's called. I've heard of that. Yeah, I want to do right. that one next.
0: So, yeah that's there's something about this is such a cliche thing to say but there's there really is something about just actually reading a book right like a physical yeah. book oh yeah um that forces you to just okay i'm gonna, I'm gonna do this thing yeah
1: well i mean bit. i've like in one of them i was even like highlighting and like marking stuff yeah. and so i was actually like learning rather than just kind of trying to skim through it just, i wasn't just doing my 10 pages i was actually like interested in what i was trying to learn from it so yeah. i like that yeah Right
0: on. Yeah. What I've what I've tried to do, um, not that I'm an avid reader by any means, but um, if I am reading something that I know I want to revisit at some point, the first time through I'll like highlight and mark stuff, because right. um, I know I'm probably not going to go through and read the whole thing right, again. Yeah, so sure. at least at that point I have some cliff notes that I can just let's yeah look at. But right on, dude. Okay, seventy five hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that seems like the
1: the stereotypical gym bro like I know I think I've turned into that recently <laughs> but that
0: that's cool dude cause that I'm sure that takes a lot of discipline
1: yeah yeah it's been good though have there
0: been some days where you're like dude I just want like a freaking burger or something yeah or I
1: just want yeah to- and uh there's one day I was feeling horrible like I, I had body aches and I just was not feeling good and I laid in bed for like three hours just trying to get some rest and like I just did, I felt horrible and I was like um, I In my mind, I was like, I'm not doing this today. Like, I still do my second workout outside, and it's like 105 degrees. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the last thing I need right now. And then uh, my roommate came in and said something about how he he's like, oh, I need to go for a run, but it's so hot outside. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I got to do it. So I just put my shoes on and went, ran. And like it's days like that that make me appreciate 75 hard because it's, it's making me do things that I normally – my natural self is telling me not to do, you know, like, oh, you don't feel good, don't go work out more, which in some cases you really shouldn't, but yeah. I actually, just getting my body, I've been laying in bed for, like, like I said, three hours, you know, and I just need to get up and move and get things going again and just get back into the groove of things, and then it's like, I actually, yeah, I started to feel better, so. On, dude. Nice. What, so, dude, t- tell me about yourself.
0: Where are you from? why are you in st george yeah
1: how'd yeah. you get here all right so i was born in west jordan and lived there for Ooh, yeah yeah west jordan. <laughs> so I, i've lived in i've lived in utah my whole life uh i lived in west jordan for just a couple of years like six or seven and then my family moved to bluffdale so right next to where you're from yeah and uh yeah right next to him. yeah so i grew up there um that was fun. I, I really liked that because we moved out there when there really wasn't much there. So yeah. we got some land, um, we were able to have some animals, and I really enjoyed that. When so, did you move to Bluffdale? Like, how old were you? It was like around six or seven, okay. I think. So, okay, mo- yeah, mo- the majority of my life I was in Bluffdale, gotcha. where I really like, grew up. So. Do you remember that being hard? Because I feel like that's right before it would get really hard to move. Um, I think, yeah, I think it was best for me out of all, all my siblings actually, because my sister, I remember, I, th- I think she's in, I can't remember if she's just going to high school or if she already was in high school, Ooh. but, or no, it must've been middle school. So she was in middle school. And so switching okay. middle schools, I, I think is a lot harder because you're just getting your, you're like real friends that you're going to be hanging out with for a while all through high school, all that stuff. So, yeah. um, for me, yeah, I left some old friends for sure. And it's kind of hard, but I mean, I was pretty young, not too much. I was kind of excited for the new house and everything that was there. So yeah. it wasn't bad. Okay. Right so what, what do your parents do? So my dad, he's a fireman and has his own cabinet business. Okay. So originally he used to build houses and, um, just construction. He was a general contractor for a couple different, um, Places like, if you know, Fat Cats up north. Yeah. So he did some of those. Okay. Um, and then houses. And then he kind of switched over into just cabinets. He liked to finish work. And so he started doing that for a while. And then um, went to school for, to become an EMT and started doing, um, being a fireman part-time. Nice. Ended up getting hired on full-time. So that, that actually works out really well with his cabinet business because at the fire station he works. He has two days on, four days off. So well, he goes to the fire station for two days, comes back his four days off. He can do his cabinets and all that stuff, yeah. and so gives him the opportunity to kind of have his own his his own business and still benefits of a career as well. So sweet man. Yeah, and then my mom, she's a college. She works at Salt Lake Community College. She's a math teacher. No way. So yeah, sh- that definitely helped. Um, Would was she doing that when you were growing up? Yeah, she's so she's been a teacher my whole life i i she was in high school for a while but i don't even remember when that was so as long as i can remember she was at salt lake community college okay. and yeah that, that was really helpful because i'm not the type of person to really like you, most people look at me and think that i don't do well in school because i i like to be outside like i do construction type things hands-on yeah. all that stuff i don't sit still and yeah so I think that if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have done well in school because she would, I'd get home and she'd sit me down and like, as a teacher, it's like having a teacher at home, well it is having a teacher at home. And so she could kind of help me go through my assignments, make sure I'm understanding, doing it, keep staying caught up. I think that's the hardest thing is students, especially like middle school, high school, they don't do one assignment and then all of a sudden it turns into like 10 assignments they're behind. And so it adds up quick. So she's kept me on top of things, which helped me get good grades and kind of build those habits when I don't think I'm the type of person that would have done well in school without her. So that was definitely. I'm definitely blessed to have the surroundings that I had growing up with. First off, huge blessing to just have both my parents there For still sure. married, supporting me, and then having a good, strong family. Um, it's kind of hard to find these days. So that was. I look back at that as something that I've been blessed with for sure that has helped me become who I am. Um, I don't – I try not to take – I think I do take that for granted, but I try not to because – I think most people in that situation do. Yeah. But, I mean, not, you don't know, – you just – growing up with that, you think it's normal. But then as you get older, you start to see that not everybody has that. And it's something it's, – it, at this point in the world we live in, it's something special. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful for my family and being able to grow up with what I had. So That's awesome, man. So, like, yeah.
0: in high school, like, did you do a lot of math? Like, were you one yeah. of those guys that was in, like, yeah,
1: so, honors,
0: freaking calculus? Yeah,
1: yeah, so, uh, as like, junior year. My mom had me in calculus, but I actually didn't pass the test, so... <laughs> Okay. That yeah, like I did really well in, in all of my okay. math classes, straight A's until calculus. I don't know why, I didn't like, I didn't do well in calculus. Okay. So. What does she What does she teach at Slick? Do you know Do you which? Um,
0: which uh, yeah, area she's. She it's it's
1: really basic math. She she's teaching the entry level ones. Okay. So. I um, can't remember which ones, but yeah, she helped me out a lot in that, but. I think it's just a little too overwhelming. It is. I was kind of sick of it. I think at that point, too much math for me. Most kids are. Yeah, right? and I was, and like with sports and everything, it's. I I can do well if if I learn in class. I do really well, but as soon as I have to study outside of class, I don't study outside of class. So, yeah, I think that that's one of the classes you definitely have to study outside of class, and I didn't put in the time for it and at the end it showed so yeah yeah okay you just mentioned sports yeah yeah i was doing uh mostly hockey growing up i've I've played you know all the just rec league sports and i enjoyed all of them really but um once i got into high school that's when i kind of just focused only on hockey hockey Um, yeah not very common one of those guys (laughs) that's sick yeah yes and living in St. George it makes it hard Yeah. because <laughs> there's no ice, it's too hot yeah. but I did that all through high school and even um, Well got you started in hockey, dude? So my dad actually plays he's, he's him and his friends started playing roller hockey or oh, floor right. hockey, yeah. I think in college and then they ended up picking up ice hockey so growing up as a kid I remember going to a few of his games and they'd have a public skate after and so We'd go skate around, and then he put me into a couple of skating classes when I was younger. Like and how young? Because, dude, I've been ice skating like f- four times, and I suck. <laughs> yeah, it, so it's hard. hard. Um, I can't remember how. It was before I moved to Bluffdale, so I'm thinking like five or six is when I first started. Okay. But then um, I had practice one day, and, I, and my cousins were over, or some friends, and I didn't want to go. And my dad told me if I didn't go, he was going to cancel them. I didn't believe him, but I didn't go, and he canceled them. So then I took, like, probably two years off yeah. or so, and I started again when I was eight is when I got put into some hockey clinics where I actually started learning the rules of hockey and how to play hockey. Okay. And then got into some, onto some teams and started playing. So I've, I've been playing ever since. I'll still I'll play a little bit here. Like I said, St. George is kind of hard. Um, is there but, even anywhere around here? The last two years, I played on a just a rec league in Cedar, okay. just kind of for fun. And they, because of COVID, well, I don't know if it's because of COVID. I'm assuming it's because of COVID. They mm. didn't do the league this year, they shut down the rink. So, mm. yeah, I was kind of bummed about that. Was that outside? Yeah, it was an outdoor okay. rink. It is was a little bit different, it's a smaller rink. Um, and you just do four on four instead okay. of five on five because okay. it was smaller. But yeah, it, it it's kind of, that was fun because it's outdoors. Sometimes, you know, it'd be snowing, you're just playing, it. just a different feel. it's freezing, yeah. it's Cedar yeah. City, you know, I get, okay. and we're playing at 9 o'clock at night, so, yeah, it got pretty cold some days, but that's kind of like, that's like what you, like, when you imagine hockey, the people that just started out, it's like outdoors on a pond, freezing cold, they right. shovel away the snow, all that, so I mean, it's not quite that, but that's as close as I can get where I'm at, which is... It's fun, so.
0: Shoot, dude. Okay. So, like, when you were playing in high school, were you just doing, like, what was that even entail? Were you in, like, a men's league? Were you just, like, in a, did they, is it club? Is it, or?
1: Yeah, so they they actually have um, a team, a club team from a high school. Oh, okay. Yeah, a lot of the high schools up north had club teams. Gotcha. And so I played on the high school team, and then I played for a, a, a travel team that, Pulled a bunch of kids from Utah, and we play teams kind of just surrounding Utah, Colorado. Um, we played a couple other teams that were in Utah as well, but uh, that one was pretty fun because you get a big group of people that from all over the state that you don't really, you never come in contact with otherwise, and so I mean a, a lot of them I would see when I'd play them in high school on the club team they'd be on the other high school teams. And so it was kind of fun seeing playing against them and then coming together on a team and seeing oh, yeah. them. So it's just a different feel, but that was a lot of fun.
0: Dang, dude.
1: So when was the last time you strapped it up and got out? Um. So my high school did a – they did an alumni game in May, I think it was. Okay. So, yeah, and then before that, I think the, the last time I played was actually the – alumni game the year before that so dang yeah i haven't been playing as much as i used to i used to go up north and play on a team up there whenever i got the chance on weekends but i haven't done that for yeah like i said a year or so shoot dude so i don't even know hockey positions so like what 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 position do you play um i I play center most of the time i played hockey i've been in as a center which is uh, that, I like that. Does the name imply what it is? Yeah, it's it's yeah, just right there. Um, they do the face offs. Okay. And so, yeah, I, I really like that. Just on the offense, I played a little bit of defense, but I'm not that good. So I like to stay on the offense a little bit more. That's sweet, dude. Yeah. Okay. I feel like
0: Northern Utah. That that was that's conducive to being involved in hockey more so than. Yeah, it's other a little places. bit easier up there. Yeah. yeah. Hey man, that's sick. So. What brought you to Saint George?
1: Yeah, so after high school, um, I decided to serve a LDS mission, and went to the Czech Republic. Was there for two years, where I met.
0: Dude, take a quick
1: pause. Right, that's so. (laughs) That's so
0: dope. The Czech Republic.
1: Yeah, I wasn't Um, expecting that. Yeah. But it was it was quite the experience. Completely different culture, different feel. Um,
0: is, do you speak Czech? Is that
1: what it yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. So I speak Czech. The, they speak Czech and Slovak because it was Czechoslovakia right. got split into the two countries. And so yeah. you kind of get a mix of both. But I learned Czech, spoke mostly Czech the whole time. Uh-huh. So, yeah, yeah. That, that was an experience trying to learn that. <laughs> that yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like Russian, but okay. I didn't even know it existed until yeah. I got called there, the Czech language. So. Yeah.
0: So, what, what, like, weather like environment wise what what would people be able to relate that That's to yeah
1: so it's actually very similar to northern Utah just okay. uh, it's way more humid okay. so in the winters it's, it feels colder because it's humid and in the summers it feels hotter because it's humid so yeah. um, but very similar to northern Utah I would say okay. um, not, no mountains I mean there's some hills you get into some areas you can get you can start to see a, f- a little bit of mountains, but mostly just hills. Um, right. It just kind of feels like it's very, very pretty with the European feel and, like, all the old buildings. There's You see a lot of the buildings have dates on them from right. when they were built, and, like, it's older than our whole entire country, yeah. which is pretty insane. But um, it kind of almost has, like, a little bit darker feel to it, um, which I almost... I don't know if it's good or bad because America, it's like you walk down the street, you you wave at somebody you've never even seen, you say hi, how are you doing, you know. Mm-hmm. But at the same, they won't do that in the Czech Republic. If you go and say hi to a stranger, they think it's weird. Which as a missionary, mm-hmm. that's all you do. Right. And they're like, why are you talking to me? Yeah. But I almost I learned to like that because it's almost like here it's almost fake. It's like you you walk past somebody, you go hey what's going on, and immediately. Like your past, like you don't you don't care what's going on when you ask them that. It's just something you say, you know. Like how are you doing? You don't actually. The, well, some people are genuine, but for the majority it's like, hey, how are you doing? And you don't even listen for the response. It's like on to the next thing. Yeah. And so it's almost like kind of a fake. Um, I don't know, hap- not happiness, but like. It's just it just seems kind of fake, <laughs> and so there it's it's harder to, to talk with people, but once you start talking to them, it's very genuine and they open up and it's like instant. I mean, if they're going to let you talk to them, you're going to get to know them. Mm-hmm. You can become friends and build relationships. Whereas I feel like here, I fall into that where I'm just like, hey, how are you doing? And then all of a sudden, like five minutes later, I don't even remember their name. Right. and I'm like, It's just kind of the culture here. So yeah, it's, it seems almost kind of dark at first because of that. People aren't like talking as much, but yeah, it's it just seems to make the relationships very genuine once you get to know them and stuff.
0: Shoot, sure, dude, okay, and that's where you met uh, the boys.
1: Yeah, right? so that's where I met Braden and Jaden, and that's how I got to St. George. Is Jaden's family moved here from Cedar, and I was supposed to go to Utah State, um, and he's talking to me right before I, we were both about to go home and. He's like, man, you should just come live with me and my parents down in St. George, go to Dixie State. He's like, I think we got an extra room. And at first it was kind of just a joke, you know. But then uh, I got home, talked to him a little bit more, and I was like, you know, doesn't sound like a bad idea. It'll save some money. Uh, have some good friends. You know, I, I really, while we were there, we got to become really good friends, got to know each other really well, and so... Um, yeah, I moved down here with them, and uh, the three of us, we didn't know anybody else here, so we were just hanging out, going to school. Yeah. Met you and Mitch, and now I'm here, you know, three years later, still, still here. I graduated, went, so I went to Dixie State, graduated, did a business administration and entrepreneurship certificate which I'm really, I'm actually really grateful that I did that because that's kind of what gave me, built my network and gave me the connections that have brought me to where I am now. So I'm really glad I went to Dixie State. I think they got a lot going on with entrepreneurship. And so it was cool to be there while, to see it grow. You know, the Innovation Plaza opened while I was there. And like I said, it was one of the first interns to be able to go through that and got connected with the job I have now. So it's been a lot of fun that's
0: sick man um, talk to me about if if someone listening is in school or they don't really know what they want to do but they're they're interested in building a network and connecting with people better yeah like what, what, what are some insights or thoughts you have on, on that cuz you, you went through that
1: yeah yeah so um, honestly if I was to go back and do it again I think I would do it very differently Okay. Um, I'm really glad I did go to school. Like I said, it, it got me that network and it gave me connections and opportunities but like, I don't even I don't use my degree It's my yeah. I didn't have to I got my job before I even graduated and, and my boss didn't care that I had the degree yeah. and so um, If I had I'd liked a lot of the classes I learned a lot but then there's the classes that I don't care about, and it felt like a waste of time and a waste of money. And so I think if, if I were to do it again, if I if you know like what field you're interested in, what things you like to do, and you have like, you see somebody that's successful that does that, and you're and you think to yourself, okay, that's what I want to be. That's what I want in my life. What I would do is find that person in whatever I want to do. I'm actually kind of trying to do this right now. Find that person, go to them and say give them give them different options like offers see if um you know the one I, I was thinking is like okay let me work for you for free for 60 to 90 days but what that means I'm not just going to be like for instance uh, let's say construction or something like you find you want to build custom homes you find a general contractor that builds pray to homes houses that are just incredible and you think okay that's what I want you go to him say hey I'll work for free for 60 to 90 days if you can be my mentor if I can learn from you um, and so and, and that doesn't mean like okay I'm just gonna go be a laborer and never see the boss <laughs> at those 60 90 right, days right. but what what it means is yeah I'll go I'll go be a laborer and help you out with what you need but what what I want in return is I want to go I want to be able to follow you around and do some of the stuff that you do like the meetings how, how do you conduct your business? How, do you, how are you interacting with customers? How are you finding these houses? How are you designing them? All that stuff to be able to learn that stuff so that you're getting something out of it, he's getting something out of it. And then at the end of the 90 days, if you're trying to go do your own thing, hopefully you've gotten enough from that experience to know where to start or where to go from there. If you're trying to become an employee for that person, hopefully in that 60 to 90 days or whatever span you choose they've seen your work your ethic um, you, they see you as an asset to the company at that point to where they'd be willing to hire you on or they'd be willing to help you out give you a position whatever whatever the offer you give is but I think I would try and do something like that to where I to find kind of a mentor but I mean like a lot of people don't know what they want and so going to school kind of helps them figure that out True. so I, I think both I think school is really good and obviously I want if you're a doctor I <laughs> want you to go to school like we have to have school for s, for a lot of things and I'm really glad I did but I think it would be interesting to try that route as well as kind of just go find a mentor and say hey I'll, I'll, I'll work for education or I'll give something for education in mm-hmm. return, for experience, for mentorship. So I think that would be kind of a cool way to go about it if I had the chance to do that. I like that. What, uh, what are some things that you feel
0: like you you took away from or learned from being at the, the incubator? At
1: exactly? Oh, yeah, that that's an incredible environment. You know, you have entrepreneurs coming through every day with new products, new startup ideas, and... Um, growing startups. Um, you see them in all different phases. And first off, it's just cool to see what people come up with, you know, and different ideas that people have. But then it's cool to, to see them working so hard, being so passionate about something, and then seeing what steps need to be done. So um, somebody comes in with an idea, they might have this spectacular idea for, they could turn into a, a business but they're not businessmen they i mean maybe they're maybe they're you know some accountant they knows finances but they don't know marketing they don't know some or even let's say they're not even in the business world um let's say they're a dentist or something you know they come up with an idea so they don't they may not know how to to go about their idea their invention they come here and they have everything they need you know there's it's just a hub of of business there anything you need for a business it's there you they've got different departments for marketing finance um getting help with um, investing if you if you're looking for venture capitalists or um, any sort of funding they've got wayne provost there to help you with patents lawyers really everything you need to start a business is there and so if you're looking to start a business that's the first place I would go and they and they'll give you any connection they've got to help you out and they've got a lot of connection. I'm talking like we've got Rick Atkin and he graduated from Harvard with his MBA so um, he's got connections all over the world and he's kind of the main guy running that incubator there and so it was cool to to be around him and see how he interacts with these people that are doing startups but then um, you've got successful entrepreneurs that have already built companies there that just want to help they just want to be there help these these young students all the way to just regular community um, people with ideas turn their idea into a business so you've got all the connections you need and it's just it's an amazing environment to be in just see what's going on there yeah that's sick that you yeah. have that experience yeah, it's been really cool.
0: Right on. Well, dude, honestly, the main reason I wanted to bring you on is because of what you're doing in this space. Dude. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, let, I'll you, let you tell everyone what you're doing, but um, Brandon has a podcast that he's doing, and um, it, it was one of the things that inspired me to to take this platform into this... Into this space, like the podcasting and stuff, because I saw that you guys were doing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I I love what uh, the content is that you guys are putting out and what you guys are trying to do. So, just talk to me about yeah. that. Yeah.
1: So me and my buddy Bracken, who I also met on my mission, um, where we do a podcast um, focused on mental health. It's called Evoked, and started out as, we started out as Inside Scoop on Mental Health and it's been about a year and a half we've been doing this so how it started is me and we, we hang out every once in a while, he, he's living in Colorado so we see each other every once in a while but every time we just talk and, so he's not even here he's not even here, okay. so, so we when we get together, we talk for hours, good time and he'd always say man we need to start a podcast but I'm like we don't have anything to talk about. You know, like, we're not successful businessmen. We don't have a lot of money. We don't have cool stories. Like, what are we going to talk about on a podcast? And, like, a year goes by, and, and I get that. I'm doing the internship at the incubator, and I'm working for a startup that's focused on mental health. And so I'm doing a lot of research with that, and the numbers around mental health just blew my mind. I was like, I was so... Blown away with the fact that so many people suffer with mental health, and and you don't realize how high those numbers are. And so with all that research, I was like, first off, this is kind of just a crazy topic, like the fact that not so many people talk about it, but it's such a problem. And then I, um, I was like, you know, with all this research, I should kind of like, I should take advantage of the time I'm I'm putting into researching this. I should. Do something with this and i and uh bracken he's actually going to school to become a therapist so oh, uh, um, so he's already doing all the the schooling for mental health surrounding all that stuff so i called him up as a like, hey if you're serious about this podcast like this would be a good topic and i mean i'm doing a lot of research for it you're going to school for it and so um you know i said that and just kind of like an idea and within, like, a week, he's like, okay, so I set us up on Anchor. I got this, this. I'm like, oh, shoot, we're, we're nice. actually doing this. Nice. So, so yeah, now um, our, we're trying to get a full platform for people that can share their stories and experiences surrounding mental health. Because the word mental health has such a stigma yeah. to it. Yeah, it does. And, and it kind of turns people off just just the word or the phrase mental illness or mental health it it turns people away when it's such a big part of our lives you know that's who we are and it affects us so greatly and so we're trying to fight that stigma and give people somewhere that they can share their story or even listen and hear other stories so they know they're not the only ones going through it so we'll have people come on and we just it's just good conversation we ask them kind of what they've been through um so like how do you or who do you find to be BS? yeah, yeah so um really like a wide variety we've had from uh we've had a couple people with addictions with drugs or alcohol we've had um, bipolar disorders side
0: so, so note on that people are, are cool with talking about that
1: yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's kind of what's hard is finding people that are willing to share that. I th- I think that typically you have to have overcome your trials to be willing to share them. People that are still struggling with these, with m- mental illnesses or with addictions or whatever it may be. It's while you're in the worst part it feels like the worst part it's kind of hard to talk about it in a positive way right but if they've been able to kind of manage that whatever they're going through and overcome it um that yeah they love to share it because they want they want other people to go find the happiness that they found after struggling so much or the trials that they've been through so yeah we, a lot of people have the first season was a little bit difficult you know we're reaching out to anybody we know like Hey, are you cool to talk about this? And it's like a lot of friends, a lot of family, and we're just kind of exposing them. Yeah. But um, yeah, once, once we kind of got the ball rolling, then we've had a lot of people reach out to us and they'll be like, okay, we've listened to a few episodes. We love what you're doing. I've struggled with this, this, or this. And I found that this, this, and this helps. I'd love wow. to come on your show and share that. And so that's just so seeing cool, that, yeah, that's, that's been the second season, just the, the change from our first season where we're going out and like, hey, what do we have to give you to be on this show? Yeah. But now it's like they're coming to us and we're like um, just seeing a lot of progress with that because it, it's evident people want to share their stories. People want to speak about this and, and have it be something that's open and okay to talk about, but they don't know how to go about that or they're afraid because of the stigma associated with mental health and so yeah we're trying to just fight that trying to get people talking about it make it a normal thing because it's something that everybody goes through I mean no matter how happy you are in your life no matter how successful you are you have to manage your mental health to get to that point or to overcome trials or anything you know happiness is a part of your mental health and to be to sustain that happiness you have to be able to manage your mental health so even if you think that you're happy and you don't have any mental illnesses it's that it doesn't mean that mental health isn't a part of your life mental well-being is still part of everybody's life
0: dang dude yeah and i I feel like we all think of our lives or our happiness as something that's linear right like once i get it i'm good yeah, yeah, but i'm sure you've come to learn that i think it's more about how you live and it's about the journey because you're never gonna be fully happy yeah some crap's gonna happen it's oh yeah gonna knock yeah. you off
1: yeah it's um uh, and that's the thing is like i never really i never really had any experience with mental illness Growing up, like, um, in my family, I didn't really see it too much. My friends, I didn't I didn't really have that in my environment um, for me to, like, see what that really meant, what mental illness, mental health, what that really meant. And so I kind of was oblivious. I was one of those people that was like, oh, we don't talk about mental health. Or I guess we don't talk about mental illness. It's like I turn off. We just kind of brush that over. We don't talk yeah. about emotions or whatever when you're struggling. Um, and so like that's that's kind of how I grew up. And that's why I think I was so shocked with the numbers surrounding mental illnesses, especially with college students is what, what I was mostly studying or researching. And I'm like, wow, that's like I, I could be walking on campus and look around and like, this person, this person, this person looks so happy but they could be struggling with so much behind doors that we don't know about and so that's what kind of got me interested in doing it because Bracken, he's a lot better with the mental health stuff than me, he knows a lot more, he's studying, he's going to school for it um, but for me, I'm interested in it because I, I want to learn from these people I want to understand them so that I can empathize with people better because I think that the the main thing that the world is lacking right now is empathy, and to be able, to, yeah, really. to to be able to hear somebody's story, and know their struggles, and just be completely honest with them and open with them, allows you to empathize with them, and so then when you hear that story, it allows you to empathize with others that are going through similar things. You can see okay, so maybe that's like even I mean it helps in in everything in your life relationships you I speak with or I interview somebody on the show and they're telling me things and the whole time they're telling me their life story I'm like it I I relate it to my life I'm like okay maybe that's why I acted that way to somebody or maybe that's why somebody acted that way to me maybe that's why they were rude to me because they have this going on their life that you would never guess and so it just allows me to kind of open my mind by hearing their stories allows me to empathize with people and understand the world a little bit more that's what I like about being able to do this do evoked podcasts and have that platform and be in that environment I mean I'm I, I don't understand mental health very well still and I'm I'm not a therapist by any means but it's allowing me to kind of understand people better you know what people are going through so it's pr- it's been pretty cool we're on like I said we're on season two so it's definitely still trying to learn trying to grow underst- I, I'm not a podcaster by any means I'm trying to get no to my point. point that's what I'm doing so <laughs> yeah, yeah so <laughs> it's cool to like uh, see growth see change and just have something that you're working on so
0: well, kudos to you guys man yeah, um, I think it's I think
1: it's way cool.
0: Um, that's such an interesting subject that I think um, is really being uh, kind of opened up and talked about a lot more. in uh, yeah, different yeah. Settings and unfortunately, uh, at the same time, I think it's almost even becoming like a almost like a political thing, right? It's like yeah, you know, oh, freaking, you don't want to talk about mental health because you're a, you know you're a wuss. You're yeah, yeah. That. It, you're, it's, freaking, you're this and you're that because we're talking about mental health. When I don't think that's it at all, I I, I think people and you can attest to this way more than I can, but man, I, I just think empathy is so crucial, and I'm you're right, like we're lacking that so much in a lot of different yeah areas um, in society right now. So I think it's cool that you guys are trying to break that.
1: Step. Yeah, you know, along the lines of empathy, the main what really kind of opened my eyes to that and made me focus on the word empathy. Is um I think it's a TED Talk or a video a podcast something I don't know with Simon Sinek okay. that uh he talks about empathy and he says uh, he gives a scenario so um, an employee is at work he has a he has a certain project he's working on doesn't get it done in time doesn't have the the quality that the boss wants whatever it may be doesn't reach the point of what was expected and he asks what's what's the first thing the boss is going to do how is he going to react he's going to pull that employee into his office he's going to start yelling at him saying why didn't you do this why why was it not as good as i want it to be whatever just starts chewing him out and says if you don't pick it up by this time you're fired starts threatening him, all that stuff and so then you think about it and you're like okay that employee was already underperforming and now he just got yelled at and threatened, how are they gonna react? Are they gonna start all of a sudden just flip a switch and start performing really well? Odds are they're not. And the reason being is you don't know what's going on in their life behind closed doors or when they go home from work. So let's say that employee, the reason that they weren't able to perform to what the boss was expecting, maybe somebody in their family just died or Maybe they're struggling financially, whatever it may be. And obviously they're not gonna be open about that. It's, Cause it, it's hard for people to be open about their struggles. And so what he says along with, with empathy is that that boss needs to have empathy for his employees. So instead of when an employee underperforms, instead of yelling at them and saying, you need to fix it by this time, he pulls him in and he says, hey, I noticed your numbers weren't as good as they should have been or how as good as they were last quarter or whatever. Um, what's going on? How can I help? You know, is there anything that you need from me? And that is a complete 180 from the other scenario. That employee goes in there and now understands, okay, my boss cares about me. My boss wants to help me. He doesn't just care about the numbers, but he cares about me as an employee. And the success that you're going to see from that employee when you show empathy is going to be significantly more than the employee that got chewed out because that employee that that the boss empathized with, when you feel loved and welcomed into an environment, you want to perform your best in that environment for that person that, that cares about you. And so that's going to that's gonna allow for so much more success. And I think that not just in business, but just in life in general. So whenever somebody doesn't do what you want them to do or what you're expecting them to do, rather than yelling at them, you empathize with them and you kind of figure it out. You say, okay, what's, what's going on? Are you okay? And I think if we had that in every aspect of life, the world would be a lot more different. You know, if somebody somebody I don't know, you're at the grocery store, somebody cuts you in line, rather than yelling at them and saying, Get in the back of the line, you know, like starting a fight, which is common. It everything turns into arguing nowadays, I feel like you just say like, you know, it it needs to turn into a conversation of what's going on, is it like what's the underlying problem or trial or struggle that you might be going through that forces you to act this way? And then who knows what changes through a conversation like that, how their life can be changed, or how your life can be changed. So I think yeah, empathy is a main thing that I'm trying to work on. I think that the world kind of needs.
0: I agree, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't have said it better myself. And I, I think it's cool that you guys are are sharing these stories for people who going through real life things and that's super cool um, what are uh, a few of your favorite stories that you've been told or guests that you've had on that you can tell oh, yeah. tell the audience here
1: yes uh, we've had some pretty insane stories you wouldn't guess one of them um, actually a guy working for another startup in that at the innovation plaza um, his he had such a crazy story. It was like two hours long and he, we could have kept going for another two hours easily. But, um, yeah. So uh, at a young age, he kind of got into drugs and alcohol and addictions and all that stuff. Um, he was living up in Idaho and, um, the craziest thing, like he had so many different crazy stories talking about how he was kidnapped, beat with an elk femur, I think. And like, yeah. Um, his house got broken into, shot a guy in the leg. Um, all just like the drug scene was insane. And the, the things that he was putting himself through because of his addiction was just absurd. And it got to the point where he got kidnapped a second time. Just beat up so bad. Uh, blood all over. Could hardly walk. He's passing out. Just going in and out of consciousness he's in the back of the trunk, and, uh, uh, he hears him, the guy says, hands, hands, another guy gun, and says, take care of this, he gets in the car, starts driving, so they're basically just gonna go take him to the side of the road in the middle of nowhere, and, uh, and get rid of him, and so, but, uh, the crazy thing is, they decide to stop for some food on the way. Like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know who these people are. They're about to go murder somebody, and they decide, to let's stop at a fast food <laughs> drive through. But uh, yeah, so that actually saved him though, because he he hears, he hears them ordering food, and he knows he's in such a small town. He knows, okay, the only fast food restaurant here is McDonald's, and it's right across from the hospital. Wow. And so he thinks to himself, he's like. If I wait till they order the food, they'll go up to the first window where, where they pay. That means there's a car in front and a car in back, so they can't floor it. And so he busts, he gets the trunk open, hops out, he starts running away. He's all bloody, can hardly walk. He goes to the hospital. They're, they're not letting him in, and he's, like, arguing, trying to get in there. This is right when, like, COVID's starting, too, and so he's having a hard time trying, just getting into the hospital. They want all his information, all that. And, uh yeah so just a couple months later he's turned his life all around working for a startup has equity in companies wow. um, he, yeah he's he's talking about how proud he was just the other like, month or two ago he finally got life insurance or no he got health care <laughs> health insurance for the first time in his life um, and so j- like just seeing how excited he was about that because Beforehand, he would have never thought that he had a stable job. Never thought that he'd be living in a, a nice, safe area. And uh, so, yeah, f- McDonald saved his life, and <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> it's just like things like that. Just being able to go from a life that's so absurd to doing a complete one eighty, just taking care of himself, turned his life around, became successful, manages. All of the PTSD, the depression, the addiction, uh, the temptations, all of that. The way he's been able to change his mindset and manage that and control it so it's not controlling him. That's kind of the main thing that comes out of each person we interview. They talk about how rather than the mental illness or the addiction or whatever they're struggling with controlling them, they found a way to control it. Because you can't just get rid of these things. You'll never be able to get rid of them. But you can manage those. You can control those to where you're still living a successful, happy life.
0: That's awesome, dude. Um, if you had to give some thoughts or suggestions for anyone listening that is maybe going through something, runs the gamut, right? Depression, um, suicidal temptations, addictions, anything like that. What are some resources that, that you know of or, or directions or, yeah. or steps that they could take?
1: Um, so the first thing... I think I would say is, um, I always go to the quote: "If you want to change your life, you have to change yourself." Um, so, if you're looking around, and you don't like the way your life is. If you feel depressed, unhappy, you feel like you're struggling. Um, first, you gotta you gotta change your surroundings. You gotta change the things you're doing. Your habits. Make sure you're eating healthy. Make sure you're exercising. Make sure you're, doing, you're taking care of your body and your mind so that you can get to the point of managing whatever you're going through. And then um, with that, what what that may look like, it's different for everybody, but what that may look like is finding somebody to help you do that, finding somebody that you trust that you can talk to. Um, the worst thing is just keeping it inside and feeling like you're the only one that's going through it. Because if, if there's one thing I've learned, after interviewing all these people is that you're never the only one going through whatever you're struggling with. There's always going to be somebody out there that has had a similar struggle and has gone through it. And so whenever you're feeling like you're the only one, you're alone. Um, I mean, it's, it's easy for me to say, just know that you're not the only one, but I mean, find, find those stories of people that have struggled with what you're struggling with and have overcome it. And see what they did to overcome it. See if that works for you. Try Just try, try, try different things until you figure out what works for you. But never be ashamed of, of talking to somebody about it. Just reaching out, being open about it. Because that's that's what makes it worse. is Feeling ashamed and feeling like you can't talk about it. So, yeah, I would just say reach out to people. Try new things, whatever. You never know what's gonna help, so.
0: I love it. Yeah, and you're way more well versed in that arena than I am. But what I've taken away from people I've talked to or scenarios that I've been a part of, I think you nailed it right on the head. It's changing, changing your habits, changing your environment, and talking to people, dude. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm sure it's a hundred times harder to go through something if you legitimately are the only. Yeah, like if yeah you're doing that, stuff, that if you're feeling, solo it.
1: that feeling of being alone is is I think the hardest part um, of of any struggle. Just feeling like you're the only one, feeling like you're all alone, you have nobody to turn to, no resources. That's I think what what keeps people in that in that slump or that that trial struggle. But once you realize or find that you're not the only one or that there's people out there that can help you. That's when you start to make that change and you got start to get control of your life and what you you can change it to what you want it to be. You can change yourself, you can change your life, change your environment, all of that. You just feeling alone is the hardest thing, and I think everybody goes through that at some point. But once you can get past that, I think that's where the real change starts to happen.
0: I think That's the harder path is to actually change your environment and your habits, and on top of that, tell someone, "Hey, (laughs) I have this problem." Yeah, yeah. You gotta swallow that ego. Oh yeah, yeah. Swallow that pride.
1: I think maybe that's That's why. That's hard, dude. Yeah, that's way easier said than done. Yeah, I think I've been I've been blessed um, to not have too many struggles in this area because. I don't know if I could handle it. I mean, these people, enough, yeah. the people that I talk to, the, the things that they go through, the struggles they've had, the trials they've had are just like so insane. And, and the, the fact that they can come out of that makes me think, okay, wow, I, I have a very easy life. I am very blessed. I have I have my hard days and I'm like, holy crap, this is the worst thing ever. Like, why has this happened to me? And then I go talk to these people. And they're like, I am so happy right after they just tell me that they were almost murdered. I'm like, wow, I need to rethink my life and not I can't be complaining about my life, you know? Yeah. So.
0: I think on the flip side of that too, even if like you are not going through something specifically, I think just always being being available for someone else. Yeah. And letting people know that, they can they can talk to you about anything. I think is super helpful.
1: Yeah, yeah, and because you gotta take care of yourself before you can take care of others, and so just always being on top of your physical health, your mental health, um, that's something that's so important to me because I I don't ever want to be in the position where somebody comes to me for help and I can't give them that help because I haven't been taking care of myself, and so I, I'm working. I'm, I'm going through trying to take care of myself and I can't help them. But if I just daily things, uh, you know, the, the small things that help you to manage your life, take control of your health, your mental health, that allows me to be able to help others a lot better than if I wasn't doing, taking those actions.
0: Yeah. And I think one thing that um, has been good for me and that I feel like other people have attested to is, just like celebrating your small victories. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. I think a lot of people want to whatever. They want to get in better shape. They want to change their diet. They want to feel happier. They don't want to be depressed. They want to X, Y, and Z. But you can't just get there right away. Yeah. And I feel like if you try to bite off more than you can chew, or you're, you're going to get discouraged. Um, you're going to. Motivation is fleeting, but I think small victories, celebrating small victories and, and consistency is what really helps.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I would agree with that 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, so
0: remind us what the podcast is, where people can find it, what the platform yeah. is.
1: So it's Evoked Podcast. You can find us on Apple, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, any of those that you're listening to podcasts on under Evoked. And then you can find us on Instagram, Evoked Podcast. Um uh we're yeah, if you wanna reach out to us, if you've got a story to tell, you know somebody that wants to share their story, you can just send us a message and we we love hearing new stories, so we love reaching out, talking to new people. So yeah, reach out to us and We'll see what we can do.
0: Right on, man. Um, pivot. Uh, talk to me about the hair, bro. Yeah, The hair, dude. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't have the video um, podcast rolling right now, uh, Brandon's got some sick hair, dude. You got the perm. You got the flow. Oh, yeah. You got the swag. Yeah. What is your hair naturally like that? Do you perm it?
1: No, no, no. Um, so, actually, my hair is slightly wavy, not not too curly though okay. but um a while back me and my friend we were talking and he said something about how he wants to bleach his head and we we're telling him he should do it and he said i'll bleach my hair if you perm your hair okay and so we did that as a joke and then i actually really liked it <laughs> and i've been perm my hair ever since when so, was that how long was that uh Probably a year and a half ago, okay. two years ago, even. Oh, it looks sick, dude. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, I've been doing that. I think it's probably called, co- it can't be, I know it's not good for my hair. <laughs> I think it, it'll cause me, it good I'll probably now, go so bald. It, yeah, so. yeah. Okay. <laughs> it can't be good in the long, in the long run, but uh, yeah, it's kind of fun. Is now. that your natural hair color, or do you bleach it too? Yeah, no, this is natural okay. color, um, just from being out in the sun a lot, I think, it's uh, in the summer, it gets really blonde, but, yeah, a lot of people think that I bleach it as well, because it, it just has, I don't know why it looks like, it's dark on the sides, light yeah. on the top, but. You just got the perfect combo, dude. No, no I, yeah, it's fake, dude, Per, it's, it's fake. It's cool, though.
0: <laughs> Who, who's your, uh, who's your hair person? Give him a plug real quick.
1: Uh, my sister actually does us. Hey, yeah, nice. otherwise, nice. otherwise, I don't think I'd be doing it, because perms are too expensive yeah. I, I don't think it'd be worth it you know i just go back to my old hairstyle but she gets me the deals so every Sweet, dude. every once in a while I'll go take a visit get my hair done nice so.
0: man cool leave us with um what does swagger mean to you it doesn't even have to be with like outward appearance but just right swagger in general what, yeah. what does that what does that mean to you
1: uh i think self-confidence um I think self confidence is is so important, and even in the in the lines of you know we've been talking about mental health, mental well being, having that self confidence changes how you live your life. Um, so yeah, whether that's appearance or um, just your behavior, your emotions, I think you gotta you gotta love yourself. Um, Without being too prideful, you know. Obviously, sure, of course, there yeah. there's there's always a limit, but um, you gotta yeah you gotta look for the good in yourself. You gotta do what makes you happy. Do what makes you feel good. I always say, uh, look good, feel good. So that doesn't mean you have to have the most expensive things, but I mean just whatever you feel like makes you look good. I that's that's my motto, Look good, feel good. So love it dude and if
0: i think the person who coined that was magic johnson yeah as you said look good feel good play Play good yeah love that yeah that's the one
1: so yeah i always think that anything you know life you're just playing in work school whatever you're doing so look good feel good play good love that
0: amen bro appreciate you coming on yeah, thanks for awesome. having Um so like Brandon mentioned, evoked is, is his podcast. They focus on mental health and they have um really awesome guests and stories for sure. Um uh, so, so check his podcast and his platform out. Super grateful for Brandon coming on. Um appreciate everyone tuning in to Swagger the Podcast. This was episode twelve. Um, you can find us as well on YouTube for the video content and then anywhere that podcasts can be found. Whether that's Spotify or Apple Podcasts, um, we we bring on guests like Brandon to just talk about how we can be better versions of ourselves, feel more confident, um, and just feel feel better about ourselves in general. So uh, appreciate Brandon coming on and appreciate everyone tuning in. We'll look forward to the episode next time.
1: We have a look off. <laughs> I have a get on it. <sighs>